future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto value. My name is Charles Story. I'll be your host in the next 15 minutes, becoming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. We have an action-packed show in store for you today. We'll be discussing three top stories. Number one, in Palestine, civilians are using Bitcoin more than Hamas. Kind of going through that, explaining what that means and what's going down. Number two, US Treasury blacklists Bitcoin, Litecoin addresses of Chinese drug kingpins. What this means for the space and also what this means for those kingpins in particular. And number three, we're going to be discussing major banks back $7.4 million founding round for Korean blockchain firm. This is really, really exciting. We'll be finding out what they do exactly and what that's incorporated in. So with that in mind, let's get down to business. Let's jump into today's show. Let's get into it. All right, let's go. Let's jump into it. So to kick things off, let's get down into the first story. So... Ethical uses of Bitcoin are more popular than ever among civilians in Palestine, sources have told media sources. There are some offices that now do $5 million to $6 million a month. Freelance web developer and Gaza-based Bitcoiner Ismail Al-Safadi told media sources about local money changes. I've seen an office send 100 Bitcoin in one transaction. There are also a lot of small clients. They send $200 to $1,000. The $5 million figures dwarfs the tens of thousands in dollars in illicit transactions reported earlier this week by the New York Times. Last year, media sources reported that one such cryptocurrency dealer served roughly 50 clients a month purchasing or liquidating an average of $500 each. He has since relocated to Europe, having earned enough to emigrate. Yet two sources with knowledge on the matter have estimated there are up to 20 Bitcoin dealers now operating in Gaza since PayPal and other online services exclude the Palestinian territories. This is one of the only ways for freelancers to easily receive international payments. For example, Al Safadi takes more than 70% of his monthly earnings in Bitcoin based on the social media groups he participates in. Al Safadi estimates there are around 10,000 occasional Bitcoin users in Gaza. Indeed, an anonymous source in Gaza has taught seminars about cryptocurrency to roughly 300 Palestinians since 2017, told media sources. Just one such Facebook group focused on Bitcoin has around 5,000 members. The teacher said there is a nascent interest in Ethereum applications among Palestinians as well, both at home and abroad. Another Palestinian based in the United Arab Emirates who wished to remain anonymous is developing an Ethereum-based charity platform. He told media sources the first pilots will distribute crypto donations to schools in both Gaza and West Bank, aiming to reduce the number of Palestinian children unable to afford a good education. A test experiment will begin later this week. He said there are people in Palestine starting to learn and ask about it. Palestinians are using more Bitcoin than Ether at this current point in time, and that is to make international transfers to bypass Israeli control. It's hard to say what the local transaction volume truly is, since the Palestine crypto ecosystem doesn't directly connect to banks or global crypto exchanges. Instead, much like the Iranian community in 2018, it is dominated by peer-to-peer transactions, private social media groups, and unofficial dealers. All guards and sources agreed most local Bitcoin users are cashing out in fear, not holding or using it for secondary business transactions. Yet perhaps as an unintended consequence, the teacher said that Hamas' ongoing fundraising campaign to gather Bitcoin donations from abroad for its military wing, 
the Kwasam brigades has actually boosted awareness among the civilian population. Everybody was talking about what is Bitcoin. Then the teacher said about news in February when blockchain analytics firm identified a Coinbase account participating in a campaign that guarded $4,000. Part cypherpunk, black market, part terror-driven police state, the Gaza Strip since 2018 has generated a truly unique Bitcoin ecosystem. On one hand, entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin in slowly growing numbers thanks to the high demand for mobile financial services. According to a recent data from the Palestinian Monetary Authority, presented in July at a fintech workshop in West Bank, city of Rawobi, 77% of adults in the Palestine territories are unbanked, even though 2.6 million Palestinians have smartphones. Al-Safadi, the Gaza-based web developer, told media sources that Kwasan Brigade's operations are secret and not publicly related to the civilian Bitcoin ecosystem. However, Bitcoin dealers are now required to record the wallet addresses, amount, and full name and ID of every client for each liquidation for public and police records. Gaza works like a black market, he said, adding he doesn't know what the police do with this surveillance information. Meanwhile, Hamas's Kwasan brigades have stepped up their Bitcoin fundraising strategy this past summer, according to the New York Times. The Kwasan brigade website now features a Bitcoin tutorial and a wallet address generator to create fresh accounts for each donation. An anonymous source of knowledge on the matter told media sources these donations have exceeded $12,000 so far this year. Another anonymous anti-money laundering expert with knowledge of Hamas operations estimated the terror group's Bitcoin mining bought in $195,000 worth of crypto this year. Such activities related to Bitcoin are generally deemed non-complacent by local banks, as there's still a long-standing rift between Palestine political fractions in different territories. A spokeswoman for the Bank of Palestine, which operates in both the Hamas-governed Gaza Strip and the Fatah-governed West Bank, told media sources that the Palestine, Palestinian Monetary Authority forbids institutional Bitcoin transactions. Now, this is really interesting because what you have here is abs- like political tensions at their highest even within their own country, there's there's breakdown of communication. But but you have Bitcoin as a uh, safe haven, something that people can trust. They know that no matter how things complex things get in a political sense, Bitcoin is still to be trusted. Bitcoin is still recognized by all three parties, by the world, and it still holds value. And I think that is one of the beautiful things about Bitcoin. It doesn't matter what's going on in the political world. Bitcoin holds value. Bitcoin is needed, and Bitcoin is something that's that's seen by everybody as having value who understands it. So number two, U.S. Treasury blacklist Bitcoin Litecoin address of Chinese drug kingpins. So the U.S. Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Asset Control, the OFAC, has sanctioned three Chinese nationals and their cryptocurrency addresses, alleging they violated money laundering and drug smuggling laws. The OFAC named Xiangbong Yan, Fujing Zhang, and Guang Zheng as narcotics traffickers under the Foreign Narcotics Drug Kingpin Destination Act, freezing any property they own within the US and listing a number of email aliases, citizen numbers and passport information for the three. The agency has also listed a number of Bitcoin addresses as well as one Litecoin address, and the agency claims belong to these Chinese citizens. According to a press release, Fu Jingzheng is a significant foreign narcotics trafficker who received support from Guang Hao Zheng. Yan has repeatedly been designated as a significant narcotics trafficker as well. In addition, the naming of the three individuals, the OFAC listed King Sheng Pharmaceutical Technology Co. Ltd. and the Zheng Drug Trafficking Organization in Wednesday's update. 
The OFAC coordinates with the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FinCEN, and local law enforcement agencies, said Treasury Under Security for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, Sigal Melka, in a statement. So the group specifically coordinated Wednesday's designations with the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Ohio, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Mississippi, the Department of Justice Criminal Division, the Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, Cleveland and Gulfport offices, and DEA's Special Operations Division, the press release stated. The Chinese kingpins that OFAC designated today run an international drug trafficking operation that manufactures and sells lethal narcotics, directly contributing to the crisis of opioid addiction, overdoses, and death in the United States. So that's really interesting. Do you think they would have been able to do that if it was U.S. dollars? Now, U.S. dollars account for the majority of of um, the majority of um, illicit transactions. Wars are paid for in U.S. dollars. Drugs. It's the most common fiat currency to be used for that. But because they're using crypto, and because I mean, you're using Bitcoin, you have the ability to track to see exactly where the money's going and who it's going to. So in that scenario, having an open ledger like Bitcoin does using blockchain, it's, it's perfect for drug enforcement agencies because they have the ability to control and see exactly where the money's going and who it's going to. All right, let's talk Korean banks. So Blocko, a South Korean blockchain firm working on enterprise applications of the tech, says it's raised 9 billion Korean won, around $7.44 million in a Series B plus round. According to an announcement on Thursday, Blocko said Korea's oldest bank, Shinhan, as well as KEB Hana Bank, LB Investment and Dadam Investment took part in the round. The investment brings the firm's total funding to date to over $20 million, according to media sources. Blocko is working to build business-focused blockchain services and has been working in conjunction with several national institutions such as the Nation's Stock Exchange, the Bank of Korea, Hyundai, and the Korea Electronics and Telecommunications Research Institute. In May, the firm launched a blockchain application dubbed Argo Enterprise, aiming to address the growing need for data sharing between industries and companies in areas such as identity verification, document management, and the Internet of Things, the firm told media sources. Argo Enterprise has since been deployed by more than 10 companies and institutions at home and abroad. In the last update, Blocko CEO Wom Byon Kim said that aside from his enterprise work, the firm, the firm aims to showcase various blockchain-based solutions that can be used in areas that have been difficult to implement, such as smart grids and dark data. So what's really interesting here is um, you have a firm that has the ability to basically bridge the gap between different institutions, provide the, 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 um, the technical framework, and what you have there is the banks wanting to get involved and wanting to participate, understand how this works, making a small investment. This is, of course, one step closer for the banks to build out their own solutions and, and have an interoperable solution as well between all major parties and institutions. But, you know, once again, this is something that's going in the right direction. It's going, it's going to where we see a world that's fully decentralized. It's going to take time, like all these things do. Um, but it's moving in the right direction as, as we keep seeing on a daily basis, different partnerships different um, institutions entering the space, different build-outs, um, different consortiums created. This is all extremely positive for the space. So with that in mind, that's a wrap. I've got to bounce. Thank you so much for your time, for your attention. And as always, if you haven't already, subscribe to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 
Hit us up on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. Join us on Telegram, SVK crowd. That's where it goes down. You can find myself and the rest of the team there. And if you have any questions, queries, or would you like us to review your project, feel free to email myself, C-Story, C-S-T-O-R-R-Y, at svkcrypto.com. That's a wrap, and I've got to bounce.